0: Today, the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, I could talk about how Mary shows forth that we are intrinsically body and soul. So when I look at Sister Demetria, I look at her body-soul composite. And that one day, all of us, uh, hopefully, will have our bodies resurrected to join our souls in heaven just like the blessed mother has her body and soul in heaven that's also why for instance what we treat our bodies with great dignity uh, especially after death that's why if we do cremation cremation we can't put our we can't put grandma on little pieces of jewelry and wear around our necks we don't put grandma around our necks okay we, if we cremate Grandma, then we, we place her in a columbarium or in, we place her in a t- tomb. Uh, that's a way of showing respect to the body and that one day uh, that body will be raised, we pray, uh, to join the soul in heaven. So I could talk about that, but I think I'm going to talk about something more I- interesting. It has to do with the first reading and the Gospel. If you are like most Catholic Christians, you probably listened to those first readings and thought the church threw them together because they said something about Mary. You know, the Book of Revelations has something about Mary, and then this is the Gospel Marian verse, right—the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth. And you're like, "Oh, yeah," and this is Mary's feast day, so we're going to talk about Mary, and so we'll throw these readings together. But the church had something profoundly deep to say by putting these readings together, and let me help you come to realize what this is to do so we have to go to the old testament and we have to go to the second book of samuel we have to go to the place where david went out to get the ark of the covenant and he brought the ark of the covenant to the foothills of judah the ark of the covenant to the foothills of judah what was the Ark of the Covenant? Well, it was a kind of a box, very similar to maybe our tabernacle. It was a box that was made of acacia wood and covered in gold. Gold, everything uh, covered it, and gems were in it. And it housed three particular things. It housed fragments of of the rock that God inscribed the Ten Commandments when Moses went up Mount Sinai. It contained uh, part of the rod of Aaron representing the the priestly character of his people and contained some of the particles of the manna that fell from heaven that fed the people of Israel after they left Egypt and they were wandering in the desert. And these were considered divine interventions, moments where God intervened into the life of the people of of God, the people of Israel. And so they held on to these and put them into the Ark of the Covenant by divine command. And the Ark of the Covenant was considered the dwelling place of God. So much so that um, there was a cloud that would cover the Ark of the Covenant. There'd be a tent, and outside that tent there would even be incense and clouds of incense around it. And people would pray towards the Ark of the Covenant because that was the place where God was. When David's son, Solomon, decided to build a temple for the Lord, guess what went inside the temple? The Ark of the Covenant. It went into the Holy of Holies. went to, into the inner sanctum of the temple that only the highest priest could go into. Interestingly, so this Ark of the Covenant, David goes and gets and brings it to the foothills of Judah. And then he shouts out and he says, Who am I that the Ark should come to my house? Not only that, but we hear that David did a dance of joy in front of the Ark of the Covenant. now i say these things and maybe you're already making the connections but if not let me jump to the gospel with the visitation mary set out in haste to a town in the hill country of judah for you and i we would just thought okay this is just geography that is being presented to us but to the first century jewish listener they would have instantly cued in and said ark of covenant there's something about the ark of the covenant that's being described here what is elizabeth's first reaction when she sees mary who am i that the mother of my lord would come to see me for us we think okay well that's kind of a cool greeting But for the first century Jewish listener, they would have known that's what David said. Would have been very close to what David said. And what happened in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary? What did John the Baptist do? He leaped for joy, right? A sort of of dance. So what's happening here is that Mary is being presented clearly as the new Ark of the Covenant. The new ark of the new covenant that God has with His people. What is that new covenant? And Well, it's, it's the very incarnation of Jesus Christ. It's the Word made flesh. The Word becoming meat uh, or flesh. It's the babe in her womb, which... Is the lawgiver, the ultimate lawgiver, who gives us the new law, the law of love, the greatest commandment love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. He's the one that is the high priest par excellence, the one who will sacrifice himself to bridge the divide between God and man so there would no longer be that divide that through the grace of God man could not go. And he would offer offer himself as a king, offer himself to be the provision for the people, the very bread of life, the manna from heaven. See, Jesus in the womb of Mary had these three characteristics clearly as priest, prophet, and king. And he was or is the new covenant and mary is the new ark of this new covenant to go a little bit farther let's take a look at that first reading that we had today man that was a great first reading book of revelation most of us are scared to read book of revelation because it talks about weird creatures and all this and we don't know how to read it to read the book of revelations we have to have a key because it's apocryphal language and apocryphal language is symbolic so we have to have a key if you need a key for it if you haven't gotten it then go to Scott Hahn's work the Lamb's Supper and you'll get the key Uh, you can email me too and I'll send you a copy so what do we see here in in Revelation chapter 11 verse 19 well first of all Revelation chapter 12 verse 1 we hear about a woman clothed with splendor with 12 stars around her head as if a crown If we back up to verse 11, 19, remember the very first words of this? It says, The heavens opened up and the temple could be seen. And inside the temple, in the heaven, there was the Ark of the Covenant. And the very next line is, And there was a woman (laughs) clothed in grandeur with twelve stars around her head why because she is the ark she is the ark of the covenant that has come down for us now this is a glimpse into the into eternal realities right and the time and space continuum in the book of revelation is is beyond our conception here we're thrown into the original fight as uh, as lucifer and the other demons rebelled against god's plan to Become flesh and for us to be saved. And we see Mary part of this battle. She's part of this battle. Interesting. The old ark of the covenant was oftentimes brought into battle so that God would fight on behalf of the people of Israel. The people who are faithful, amazing things would happen. Now Mary, the new ark, continues to fight on our behalf. See, this is where it really applies to us. This is not just an educational lesson on Scripture, which is kind of fascinating, but what we see here is this eternal place that Mary has to mediate her son's graces and to fight on our behalf, to stomp the devil. for you and me we need to go to her in time of doubt and she'll stomp that doubt we need to go to the blessed mother in a time of temptation and ask her to pray and intercede for us and she will she'll give us signs reminders to open ourselves up to her son She constantly looks to mediate, send forth the graces of her Son to you and me. It's been said many times over that one of the most powerful weapons that we have is a, a rosary beads in our hands as we pray and ask the, Our Lady to pray and intercede for those who are against the church or against what is good and true. We even have a name for one of our feast days for the rosary. Our Lady of Rosary is called Our Lady of Victory because she's part of this battle as the new Ark of the New Covenant. For you and me, we need to remember to bring her into our life, whether it's through a rosary or a simple Marian devotion like the angelus, or even just saying, Hey, Mama Mary. Send me some of your son's love because I need it right now. Whatever it might be, she'll be glad to intercede for us as the new ark of the new covenant so that we may live eternally uh, for and with her son Jesus as she reigns in splendor with her son Jesus. Amen.